3: Even podcasts, whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
4: And good evening, and welcome into the Purple and Gold Point After here on WWLAMFM.com, and always free on the Odyssey app. I'm Christian Garrick, joined soon by LSU quarterback, former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler. He got caught in some traffic and transit. He's on his way here. He'll be here. Shortly, but LSU gets beat down by Tennessee, forty to thirteen. A number of areas to look at and nitpick, and we're going to do that. Uh, and I, I, I'm seeing that um, a lot of fans are upset with Brian Kelly, the head football coach, and they have the right to be to a degree. However, I would say this one is still on the fact that Coach Ed Ogeron neglected this roster for two years. This is a microcosm of how far LSU has fallen and how quickly to uh, Tennessee has. Risen. Three years ago, LSU was playing for our national title. Tennessee was keeping company in the SEC ba- basement with Vanderbilt and Missouri. Now they're a top eight national seed. I thought LSU got beaten every phase of the game today. Special teams, the first the opening kickoff, they fumble, give Tennessee a short field. Three straight possessions for Tennessee on the Tiger side of the field. Now, the defense, I thought, for LSU was able to bow up a little bit and force field goals instead of touchdowns, so it kept it within a two-score game for a little bit. And what what we're seeing here is troubling, though. This is where it is on Brian Kelly and company. We're seeing a lack of concentration at times from his football team. We're seeing a lack of discipline from his football team. Nine penalties again today. They've averaged nine penalties this year throughout every game. And you're seeing a quarterback that is still very hesitant to push the ball down the field. He's very hesitant to take any chances. He's a risk-averse quarterback in Jaden Daniels. He wants to run around. That's not sustainable. I told you that in week one in a loss against Florida State. His style of play is not sustainable. And it's not going to be one that's successful either because they came after him. And I know the offensive line for LSU is banged up. I get that. But you you blitz quarterbacks you don't respect. That's the rule of thumb. If you don't think he can beat you with it, with his arm, then you blitz them. And that's what Tennessee did. Tennessee didn't come into today with this vaunted pass rush. They came after them with some games up front, and they blitzed them. And it worked all day long. Keyshawn, Keyshawn Boutique absent from the offense by and large. Why is that still happening? How is that still happening? There was really no imagination on offense. Pretty vanilla. Some of that was execution on LSU's and their players' behalf. Went for it on fourth down three times early in the game. Didn't get it each time. I understand why. You're going against Tennessee, who just rung up 40 points on you. So, obviously, field goals were not going to beat Tennessee. I just question some of the play calls in those fourth-down situations. Can't get off the field in critical situations. Some penalties, both on defense and offense. Uh, 12 men on the field, 13 men on the field. That's on this coaching staff. Why is that still happening? Uh, Right after I saw Brian Kelly uh, with, you know, kind of – Bent over at the waist, hands on his knees, looking down at the ground, shaking his head. How is this still happening at this stage of the season? I don't want to hear that they got a bunch of young players playing. That's the SEC. Tough luck. They should be organized by now. They should know their personnel groupings, who's in and who's out, who's off and who's on. They still don't know that. They're young, yes. There's no longer an excuse for them, but that's also on the coaches. That is on the coaching staff, and you can see Brian Kelly chirping in the ear of some of his coaches today when those missteps took place this is a football program that is a long way away a long way away of returning to a national championship caliber football team and some of that has to do with the neglect of this roster after lsu won a national championship but now it is on the hands or in the hands of brian kelly to coach what he's got nobody's gonna feel sorry for you you're coaching at the sec level they're not gonna the fans don't care they're not gonna give you that out that excuse you might have one year this year to have a little bit of a honeymoon period but when you see the lack of talent on this roster, the depth I'm, I'm talking about, and the mistakes, the mental mistakes that you're seeing, that's not all on Coach O. You can't blame that on him. That's on this current staff, and it's happening way too much. If you could tell him a little hot, I apologize. We're at Drago's Seafood in Metairie. LSU got beat down by Tennessee today, 40-13. to 13. This was a, a game that had the volunteers favored by three in this matchup. I told you early on in the week, I didn't see it going down to uh, the final play, a field goal at the end of the game. If you watched anything about Tennessee, Hendon Hooker, and that offense, they're the the second-best offense in the country, the best in the SEC. And LSU's defense had played well, but they hadn't seen an offense quite like this. And it was the pace of which Tennessee operated and and moved the football. High-tempo, up-tempo offense, and I think that slowly but surely – wore out LSU. And that's when the, the big plays started happening. And, and look, one of the things you notice right away about Tennessee is all their receivers, they're almost all carbon copies of one another. All long, tall, quick athletes. 6'4", 6'3", in that range. Big wingspans, long legs. They're, all, they're almost all cut out the same way. Uh, that's, that's done on purpose by, by uh, Coach Heupel. That's a, that's a, a characteristic of the Heat. Uh, placed an emphasis on, as he wants his receivers to look like that, and that was, that's an advantage for them. Now, where do you stand if you're an LSU fan? 504-260-1870. That was embarrassing. 40-13, Tennessee goes into Death Valley and makes it Dead Valley. Fans are leaving in the third quarter. That shouldn't happen at LSU. It just shouldn't. Do you have faith that Brian Kelly's going to turn this program around? I do. Maybe you, maybe you don't. Call me. Let's talk. 504-260-1870. LSU gets beat down by Tennessee, 40-13. to 13. It was an ugly day in Death Valley. And, man, LSU fans, I think they, some of them, the ones that were leaving, recognize this is a couple years away from being a national championship caliber uh, contending team. Brian Kelly has a lot of work to do. They've got some talent, but the talent's young and inexperienced, and it shows. They're, they're not very disciplined. Again, you're averaging nine penalties a game. That's not winning football. But that's on that, this coaching staff. Not Coach O, not anybody else. That's on this coaching staff. You've got players that are inexperienced, a little immature, and also perhaps undisciplined because of in high school they could get away with certain things. They can't in the SEC. All right, this is the purple and gold point after here, live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Metairie. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. This is WWLAMFM.com and the Odyssey app.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
4: Back here on the purple and gold point after Tennessee beats up on their younger brother, 40-13 over LSU. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. Herb is on his way. He got caught in a little bit of traffic. We're at Drago Seafood Restaurant in Metairie, home of the charbroiled oyster. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Chris in Mandeville, what's going on, Chris? You're on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines on WWL.
5: Hey, Christian.
6: Uh, driving back from the game. I, I have to agree with you. It was uh, pretty embarrassing. Uh, and but I, but I, but a few things. Uh, I, I think you know we as fans we do have to be patient. I think I think Brian Kelly will turn this not this year, but I think he will turn the team around within uh, three to five years if they a long time. give him that much time. Chris, that's a long time. That's yes. a long but time
4: but when you're seeing other we, SEC teams. Hold on, hold on one second, Chris. That's a long time to wait when you're seeing other SEC programs like Tennessee turn it around and turn it around quickly. Um, and and just a few years ago, LSU would have housed Tennessee. I mean, it would have been a, a beatdown the opposite way. And it's and, and it should never it should never have been uh, forty to thirteen. Like that's that's inexcusable to lose to an SEC team like Tennessee by that many points.
6: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. But uh I think they I think they will turn it around uh hopefully three years instead of five years. But I mean I think about I think back to all the years we put up with Les Miles and all his foolishness. So I mean I think Kelly is a good coach and he's got a, a good long term plan. He's just trying to build this team around. So hope hope the fan base can be patient and uh there there were a few bright spots you know right before right before half uh halftime if, if we would have caught that pass and went into the into the uh halftime would it being you know 20 to 14 i think i think it would have been a whole different ball game in the second half
4: i think that's just ultimately chris i appreciate your optimism but that's letting them off the hook they didn't catch the pass therefore they that was a score <laughs> and and look yeah you, you know when you're you're asking LSU fans to be patient and the reason why they were with Les Miles is because he won a national championship and brought them to another national championship. Brian Kelly, not just with LSU, but has not won a national title as a head coach at the collegiate level. So um, they're not going to be as, as patient. And plus the money that this guy is getting. They're not going to – if they, if you tell LSU fans you got to wait five years before this program is rebuilt, they're going to say, now move on. Just move on. Move on to another – Come on, in today's Microwave Society, five years is, it feels like a decade. It just does. It's half a decade, but it feels like a decade. So I appreciate your optimism, Chris. Uh, I just think that uh, LSU is going to be, uh, it's going to be, look, in the rest of the SEC games, <laughs> it's going to be, it's gonna be uh, ugly. Alabama, heck, Ole Miss, uh, Florida still. Uh, Lee and Hammond, what's going on, Lee? You're on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk. Hey, how you next doing? How you doing? WL.
1: Hey, Lee. Yes, how you doing? All right, how you doing? I agree with you on that. The next few games in the SEC are going to be ugly, but I'm going, I am going to be patient. And um, this was a disappointment because I hate to see us get blowed out. But one thing about our quarterbacking, I don't think it's going to get any better. Uh, we're going to have to find a quarterback. And another thing, I just I I just think the social media. When um, Coach Kelly came over, to social media pretty much ran a lot of people away, a lot of our uh, old member, uh, our members, and some of the recruits, because they had put such a bad word on him that a lot of people didn't want to come here. So it hurted our recruiting. Also, he got some good ones, but we still hurt our recruiting. So wait a minute, you say it's the media?
4: Wait, wait. So you say it's the media's fault?
1: No, no, no. I'm saying uh. some of them when he first came here. If you just heard how everybody just down him and degraded him so much about leaving Notre Dame to come to us, there were a lot of recruits. There was a lot of them. Some came, but a lot of people did not come. And then we had lost a lot of our guys from Coach O. Like I didn't realize I read yesterday that we lost four out of five of our offensive alignment, which made a big difference. Uh, and so we're playing a lot of freshmen. So I'm being a little patient. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping next year he gets the kind of guys he would like to get, and hopefully it turns around. But we still got to get a good quarterback. And uh, I know the defense didn't play well, but I'm gonna to try to be patient. I just hate to get a well. Their quarterback
4: blowout. is in house. Uh, Walker Howard's a real dude, but he's not gonna play until next year. Yeah, maybe the year after that. Uh, Walker Howard can play. He can play.
1: Okay, so we. Okay, so we have another one behind. Uh, okay.
4: I think he's he's on the level of Arch Manning. I mean, he's he's that. All good. Right. He just doesn't get okay, the name. Okay. He so doesn't get the recognition he, because his name's not Manning.
1: Oh uh, right, right, right. So okay, well that's great. We have someone in the house. That's great. Then yeah, I'm I'm happy for that. But I just think right now with well, Dan, he's not the man. The next few games are going to be hard and tough, and hopefully you just don't get blowed out. I'm hoping we win, but you never know. Thank you, Lee. Thanks for the phone call. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday
4: evening. Uh, Booger in New Orleans on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Go ahead, Booger. You're on the point after on WWL.
7: Yeah. Hey. Hey. Um I'm just calling in uh <clears throat> um for his um Coach Kelly. I just me personally uh he,
8: he,
7: he and I really can't say that he's he's doing a great job because the kids here, um the recruitment, that's one thing, but at the same time to me this is my this is my own synopsis. Um LSU is D B U, right? Am I am I correct? Yeah, it used to be. Used to be. That's gone. That's gone.
4: Uh well, it could come back and it's a fleeting thing. It's, it's, yeah. I think their secondary's yeah. better. You gotta give their until today their their secondary was playing much better than anybody anticipated.
7: Right, right. But with that said, I think it should be a little short leash. Because, um, coach O if we don't get these hungry kids from from the cars and the the um the um All these schools in the area, in the in the state, commit because when Coach O was here, when he was at the helm, they were dying to play for LSU. Well, Booger, hold on,
4: Booger. It's only been it's been less than a year. It's been less than a year that Brian Kelly has been here. He doesn't have any of his guys and and his the guys that he recruited. And I would push back on the idea that Car people, players from Car, don't want to play at LSU. Certainly, they do. There's a couple outliers that are going to get picked off by other programs in particular Alabama or others but by and large uh, and that's one thing that coach O did really well was you know he he kept the fences high it was harder to get recruits from his backyard one of the things that Brian Kelly I think is going to bring to coach O couldn't is the ability to recruit nationally uh, coach O could go over to Texas Florida but I'm talking about the Midwest for Brian Kelly the West Coast I mean he, he can go out there and do that and I think he's Don't get me wrong. He's going to have success. Brian Kelly is going to have success here. I just wonder how long it's going to take and if LSU fans are going to be patient enough because I think you're in for a few more of those beatdowns that we saw today before the results are the opposite where LSU is beating down teams in the SEC like like
5: Tennessee. (coughs)
7: Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But, but from your vision, from your, from your eyes, and everything that, that by him being our, um, you know, LSU's head coach, do you think he's going to really do what Coach O did, getting the dogs out of our state? That's my question. That's my biggest question. We got he, doesn't a lot to. The he doesn't necessarily have to.
4: He doesn't necessarily have to. I get what you're saying. He doesn't necessarily have right. to. Coach O did because he didn't – I just said it. He didn't have the national reach to Brian Kelly – does now he won in oh, state okay. coach O did okay. he, he he would pluck some recruits out of texas dip into florida perhaps alabama at times uh, mississippi um arkansas but he didn't he didn't have the, the midwest he didn't have the west coast or the east coast uh brian kelly can recruit all those areas and i think that going forward these lsu programs we're going to look at the roster and we're going to see um you know less lsu players from louisiana and more Louisiana players from uh, – it'll be more of a melting pot opposed to predominantly Louisiana kids. Because for whatever reason, LSU produces a lot of skill position players – Louisiana, excuse me, produces a lot of skill position players out of high school. Uh, where most of the linemen, if, if you go look around the country, most of them – not most of them, maybe I'm irresponsible to saying – a lot of them come from the Midwest, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky um, – you know, Illinois, uh so it's it's I don't know why it's that way, but a lot of the speed is down here and a lot of the uh the plotters, if you will, the, the big guys, uh, they there 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 are some that come from Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. They're not as plentiful. They're just not. Uh that was Booger. Jerry in Laplace. Go ahead, Jerry, you're on W W L the purple and gold point after hey. here on the the Okinawa Julia's carpet
5: Yeah. Good talking We uh driving in from work. I uh, did get to watch the game, uh, but was just talking yesterday, and the score doesn't surprise me. Uh, and uh, a couple things about that. Um, I'm not hard on Brian Kelly, but this is his team. It's his staff, as you pointed out. So ultimately, regardless of who, what, when, and how, it's his team. So this walks, falls on his shoulders with his staff and his players. Now, can he turn it around? I said yesterday, talking with the guys on the job, that I don't really see myself, Coach Kelly, uh, being the SEC uh, coach. Maybe he could turn them around, but this year I don't see it happening. Uh, am I patient to wait for it? Of course, because, hey, you got to give the man a chance, but i would like to say this at the end of the season when you look at LSU's record and you look at Florida Gators record I think Billy Napier is going to be saying how do you like me now because I think we probably are going to Alabama's going to kill us uh we may have Billy only... Napier I took over stop. a
4: completely different situation Jerry I mean he, did. he didn't he didn't he inherit did. a situation that was completely the cupboards weren't completely bare they were they were they were so bare they had they had they had cockroaches running through the cabinets the cupboards that's how bare it was at LSU right well and and look I was shocked when we beat
5: Mississippi State to be honest with you I thought State was going to run all over
4: us if not for a really good defense you lose last week to a bad Auburn team look look Jerry thanks for the phone call Thanks for the phone call, Jerry. Uh, Diane in New Orleans. Go ahead, Diane. Your Honor, Oakland Hard Jewelers, talking text lines on WWL. It's the purple one. Hey, dude. Point hey, dude.
8: Hey, thank you for taking my call. Just have a question, but a, a comment first. Uh, after Coach O's performance at the national uh, championship, I think he could have recruited from the Midwest if he wanted to. My question really is, That's why does he you're not right. try another quarterback? Why does he not try another quarterback? I mean,
4: you want to know it why? Diane? He,
8: he has to admit that he did, made a mistake here. Did he recruit the young man?
4: Oh yeah, I'll give you the whole story on on Jaden Daniels. So Miles Brennan, the former LSU quarterback, entered the transfer portal and uh, after the season and or once Brian Kelly was named the head coach, I should say, and Brian Kelly went to Miles Brennan, talked him out of the portal, and coming to LSU two weeks later, he goes and recruits Jaden Daniels out of the transfer portal. Some of this is is is. Easily understandable. I think Brian Kelly learned quickly. Hey, my offensive line's not very good. I have to have somebody back there that's mobile. And Miles Brennan is is isn't as is not as mobile as Jaden Daniels. But Miles Brennan is a much better passer than Jaden Daniels by far. It's not even close. Why? That's,
8: that's Daniels' problem. So now he, he doesn't a have a choice or a long pass.
4: Now he doesn't have a choice. He can go to Garrett Nussmeyer, who Garrett Nussmeyer doesn't look didn't hasn't looked all that impressive. This is what you're going to get from LSU this year. There's no hoping against that it change. it'll change. It's not going to change. This is what you're going to see out of that position for the remainder of the season. He ran off less miles. he ran off My, he ran off Miles Brennan, excuse me. He ran off Miles yeah. Brennan, and he didn't need to because I, I know yeah. that Miles Brennan would, would have taken some sacks this year. I get that thinking, but the ball would have been out quicker because Miles Brennan is a good decision-maker and a fast decision-maker and is not a risk-averse quarterback. You can't accurate. win in the SEC having a risk-averse quarterback. can't happen.
8: Well, I think he was hoping that he would eventually become more brave about it, but he hasn't. He's had enough time to try, and it's not going to – even if he gets more brave, he doesn't have a very accurate throw, in my opinion. Well he's, He was
4: off the mark at times, and I think that he just doesn't trust his read. And he has to see guys wide open. You know, a lot of these elite quarterbacks, even at the SEC level, they have the ability to throw their receivers and their playmakers open. They may look covered to us, but there's a spot on the field they'll throw the ball to, creating enough separation, even though the receiver's not technically open. Back shoulder, a ball upstairs. He did have one ball today that converted on a third down that could have been a pick six, but he did place it high above the above the cornerback who was jumping the route and the receiver ended up catching it for LSU. Uh but those are few and far between. And he's just not he's not the answer long term or short term. But Brian Kelly did this to himself. He ran Miles Brennan off. I think Miles Brennan in this offense would have I I'm certain Miles Brennan under this offense would have scored more than 13 points today. Certain of that. Yeah. Now yeah. now now now, Coach Kelly has to has to. He made his bet. He's got a lie in it.
8: He's got to make a decision that I maybe I made a mistake and I need to. What about even? I would even try Nussmeyer. You know, I mean, he did pretty uh, well with, the, uh, uh, with the Nuss, New Mexico. Nussmeier has not
4: been? He is, yeah, he has not been impressive in the short stints that he's been in the ball game.
8: Okay. Well, then, then what about that? Why can't the quarterback you just mentioned for next year? Why can't he play? Is he redshirted or something? Or
4: that's the plan. They want I to redshirt him. Yeah. I, I think down the stretch here, the uglier – Diane, thanks for the phone call. The uglier it gets, I think you're going to see – because, look, you can redshirt and still play in four or less games, and I think you're going to see more and more of Walker Howard uh, as this season begins to unwind and unravel because it's going to. uh, Look, they're going to have a surprise. They'll they'll upset somebody in the SEC uh, down the stretch here. Uh, But as this season kind of slips away from them, because it's going to start happening here soon, uh, and I know I sound like a – total Debbie Downer, and Herb's probably going to be yelling and screaming at me when he gets in here. Uh, but that's just, that's just how I feel right now based on what I saw in the schedule that, that's awaiting the LSU. The more and more it slips away from them, they're going to probably get more of Walker Howard, see more, more of Walker Howard uh, down the stretch. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. I'm Christian Garrick. We are at Drago's Seafood restaurant in Metairie for the Purple and Gold Point after here till six o'clock tonight. Come on out, you got to try these charbroiled oysters; they are the best in town. Drago's got so many other great things on the menu. One of my favorites, I really like, is the crab meat Mediterranean salad; it's fantastic. I had some alligator tacos not too long ago, so we'll be here till six o'clock tonight. It's the Purple and Gold Point after LSU falls to Tennessee forty to thirteen. This is WWL.
3: Okay, picture this. There's joy in every journey.
2: It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network.
3: Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America.
0: Up to four lines
3: via virtual prepaid card. Left fifteen days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. Ninety plus days with device and eligible carrier. And timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.
9: After the end of a good fight, you deserve a ice cold reward. is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
4: 40-13. to 13, Tennessee beats down LSU. We'll put that aside for a moment and talk Drago's. Tommy Satanovich, we're here in the Metairie location, and uh, we've been to three of the six, Tommy, right?
9: Yeah. Three of the six, halfway there. So we're on the road, you know? <laughs> we're at home on the road. <laughs>
4: how's the um, the charboard kits, you just unveiled those about two, three weeks ago? How, how's that working out?
9: They're, they're going really good. All of the reviews that we've gotten from people, they say, man, I didn't realize it was that easy. And uh, and it truly is. I mean it's got everything in it. It's got, first off, it comes in a little insulated bag, and mm-hmm. it's got the gel packs to keep the oysters safe and cold. Uh, we put five dozen oysters on the half shell, already open. That's awesome. They're on these individual trays, and then uh, we put two of our uh, butter garlic sauces, uh, bottles of our butter garlic sauce in there. We put some of our cheese in there. That's our uh, the cheese blend. that's already uh, there, and uh, and got to put some French bread. And uh, so technically, all you need is propane.
4: That's all you need.
9: A, a grill, a pair of tongs, and an appetite. That's easy. That's e- easy. Really, you couldn't make it any easier. And, uh, and it's been uh, it's been going really really well for us, and uh, we're real happy, and uh, should have a bunch of them.
4: So that's that's about two weeks old on a, mm-hmm. on the market. Um, I, I would imagine during a football season, that's the perfect tailgate, right? Yeah. If, oh. If you're if you're being uh, tasked, I mean, hey, bring something uh, to the tailgate. I, I just run over to Dragos right. and got the oysters. So
9: somebody, okay, we, we we've got a grill here because we're doing burgers and hot dogs yeah. and. Maybe I'll throw a few oysters on there. Beautiful yeah. Louisiana oysters and uh, have some charbroil. Not
4: bad. Not bad at all. Um hate and, to bring it up.
9: Look, but you can also do it at night for a party. Yep. If you have a party at your home. It it doesn't necessarily have to be just tailgating. And uh, you want to just cook oysters for dinner one night.
4: What's what's changed? I remember you couldn't eat oysters a certain time of year. What, what's changed well, about that, that?
9: I mean, that, that's an old wives' tale uh, from when you know in, when it was really hot in the summertime. And you know, it took a while to get the oysters from from harvest to technically refrigeration to get them in town yeah you know sometimes they'd sit on a boat for a day day and a half two days and then they put them on a flatbed truck and then they drive them into new orleans and then that's when they would put them uh you know in the cooler so sometimes they, you know they're sitting out there for a while and uh and you know when, when you're not under refrigeration that's when all kinds of problems can have bacteria can grow and you know people that have issues uh, immune disorders and obviously we know all of that and uh but uh, but now the oysters are uh, within hours. They're uh, in a cooler. Most of these boats have uh, walk-in coolers on the deck of their boats now, and uh, and I got to say, the wildlife and fisheries and the board of health, those two organizations, they do an incredible job to monitor, you know, not only the boats but you know the trucks. And you know, like when our trucks go down there to pick up, you know, sometimes it's not uncommon for us temperatures. You know, they take temperatures of the uh, the oyster meat. They take temperatures of the air blowing out of the. Uh, the, the cooler and out of the you know the refrigerated mm-hmm. part of the truck and you know so they monitor that and then you know of course uh you know the board of health does all that testing and they test the waters to make sure the bacteria count's safe and uh and obviously over the you know over the years uh the the in, the infections and the, uh, recalls and all that's gotten you know uh, almost non-existent now so uh that that's really good and uh uh, you know, everybody's doing a much better job in protecting the public. and, uh, we're, uh, and Technology a, and streamline, sounds yeah, like. that's it. That's it. And, uh, and I'm glad and, that happened and, because and I app- love oysters. And <laughs> the appetites are still there. So uh, did you get a chance to see our alligator up on the oyster bar? I did. Bar? I took a picture of it. I'm going to tweet it out.
4: That's about a five-foot alligator,
9: right? Uh-huh. You got yeah. curled
4: up there. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, already cooked?
9: Yeah, already cooked, and that's going to an event tonight, and uh, and, and people love it. So. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, I'm about
4: to tweet it out here in a little bit. Uh, I want to get uh, one with me and Herb sitting over there next to it. I, look, I don't like to get up close to alligators unless they're dead.
9: When they're like, dead when they're cooked and cooked. Like, oh, yeah. That, that one's not going anywhere. Yeah.
4: Uh, I don't have to, I can that, stick my hand in its mouth. Yeah, it's going to
9: bite me. That one's <laughs> not going anywhere. So uh, that one's done.
4: Speaking ma-
9: ma- like, maybe we ought to see if that alligator can do something to that person with the Alabama shirt over there, huh?
4: Yeah. <laughs> 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 look, I, I, I'll always um, – I, lo- I love gump tears. I love seeing Alabama fans cry. So I look it breaks forward, my heart. Uh, so, uh, so I look forward to them losing every year. Um, unfortunately,
9: Tommy, I got. I know you're a big LSU fan. Today was just a drubbing. Oh, man. I mean, it, 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 we couldn't even get out the gate. I mean, 14 nothing. Are you kidding? That's 13. Uh, Thir- yeah. Yeah, 13. They held them two field goals. But listen to this. Tennessee was 6-for-6 six
4: six in the red zone. That's pretty good. Yeah, they're the number one red zone offense in the country, so mm-hmm. they lived up to it. And the the pace we were we're used to for so long lsu had a pace that not a lot of guys our teams could compete with and, and tennessee had that today
9: they, they had the running game that we needed too, mm-hmm. you know and uh that so we got something new for yeah, you what, there. what is this so that is a potato crepe stuffed with crab meat mm. that's going to be new on our menu that's new on our menu and uh it's actually pretty good, so we're, we're pretty happy with that. And the cra- it's crab- almost it's almost as good as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, man.
4: <laughs> <laughs> crab meat, for me, on anything,
9: oh, I'm eating it. It, it doesn't it get does, I don't
4: care what it is. Crab- I, if it's got crab meat in it or on it, oh, I'm all about it.
9: Especially a salad or something like, like oh, that. Oh, yeah.
4: The Mediterranean yeah. crab salad, uh, crab meat
9: Mediterranean salad. It was awesome. Well, we're getting a thumbs up. We're getting a thumbs up there. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, thank you for having us. Thank you for coming here. And, uh, Man, we love coming we'll, here. we Let's we're suck glad down some oysters. Here. Thank you very much.
4: Yeah, absolutely. We'll do that. Tommy Stanovich, Drago's Seafood Restaurant here at Metairie. The Purple and Gold. Point after LSU Falls 40-13 to 13 to the Tennessee Volunteers. This is WWLAMFM.com. 40-13, to 13, LSU Falls to Tennessee, back here at Drago Seafood in Metairie, Drago Seafood Restaurant in Metairie. Now we have Herb Tyler with us, got caught up in some traffic. Yes. And I'm Christian Garrick, and our Oakenheart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Herb, I'm going to give you plenty of room here. Uh, you heard me. I'm sure you were listening on your way in. Um, and you probably, maybe you disagree or agree with some of it, but um, it's, hard to, it's hard to deny what we saw today.
10: I agree um, first of all and foremost I want to apologize for being late but um, you know I agree with a lot of what you said and then I think I told you somewhere around 90% I think the biggest thing where you're truly accurate on is two things um, the way this program was left bare with the talent level as far as the depth right second mm-hmm. third team guys um, from coach from the coach o, previous staff or whatnot not it, it's it, it just makes no sense. Now, with that being said, Brian Kelly is a great coach. I think he's going to do well. He's going to be fine. Um, but this year, we had no expectations of greatness. I did not have expectations of greatness. I don't know if anybody else did, Me but neither. I know I didn't. I figured we'd go win maybe seven to nine games at the most, nine games, and that's stretching it, right? And so with that being said, this game today was a measuring stick, right? So it showed us exactly who it, what and who we are this year. You know, um, can we turn it around? I don't know what that means, but can we win seven games? Yep, we can definitely win three more games, right? I, I don't see why we can't, um, or four more games. I, I don't see why we can't do that. Um, you know, I feel, I feel like uh, we can't get too down on this team. Um, we we kind of knew who they were when they were coming in, right? Just like Denny Green, we knew who they were. Um, they are who we, we thought they, they were. They are who we thought they are, right? And so, with that being said, we just need to continue to try to figure out a way to be more creative on offense because we're not we're vanilla it, it reminds me of a Les Miles's offense right so we went from you know a Jimbo Fisher decent type of offense if you will throwing the ball around a little bit to a Les Miles pounding ground for 20 years it seemed like and then coach O came in and did a little something shook it up and then all of a sudden boom we get this ex- explosive offense in 2019 um that was absolutely awesome right and we saw how Fast we sped the game up. We saw how quick we got the ball out of our hands mm-hmm. to the receivers, even as, even as recently as last year. The, the the offense was really running similar to that 2019 offense, where, as you can see, Kayshaun Boutte played in three games or so, and I mean he was leading the nation. He could have been the bulletin winner, if, if you will, last year. Um, but all of a sudden, at this present moment now, we can't even seem to get the ball to Kayshaun. It makes no sense. They moved him from outside, from on the perimeter. It's a high-low, double-team him a little bit more. But we're not doing anything to say, do anything special to get him the ball, put him in different formations, um, you know, try to, try to use other guys as decoys, if you will, or rub routes, things of that nature. We're not doing any of that. So um, the offense, to me, looks very vanilla. Um, but what I will say is I didn't expect anything else. We've seen Jaden Daniels the the last four or five games, and he's been what he's been. He's going to drop back. He's going to look at one receiver. It's not there. He's going to take off, period. He's not a guy that's going to analyze and assess the defense um, um, with any kind of quickness or the ability to be able to um, um, speed up the game, if you will, and get to the, 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 the right pass or the right read and get the ball to the right guy. It's okay, though. It's okay. It's not a problem. But I don't think Nussmeyer can do it, and I know they're not going to put Walker in the game right, in, in any games right now. It's not worth it. Save the red shirt for him for next year in the future. He can be the future. Um, but right now, this is what we have. Now, we can be more creative with the quarterback runs, maybe run more zone option with Jaden and, and utilize his feet that way. Um, and then you can maybe you know, bring those safeties in or, or have those DBs looking in the backfield and throw a couple over their heads. We have no vertical game in the passing game. Zero. Even when we do try to ball, throw the ball vertical, it's short. It's not in stride to where the guys can run and go and use that athletic ability to go catch the football. Very difficult for those guys, right? That being said, I don't know what came out of that players-only quarterback receivers meeting, but it didn't work. <laughs> it, it looked like we were looking at the same exact offense last week. Actually, we played a little bit better last week in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. We scored some more points. Um, but you know, and maybe this game was a big game for the for, for, for everybody. Maybe they didn't I mean we're in a dog fight, right? The number eight team in, in, in Tennessee. They're coming in here, they wanna take us down and change that valley that that valley into a dead valley, as you said. And um and they kinda accomplished that. But I don't feel like uh this is the end. I think this team is gonna make some statements, they're gonna play well, they're gonna they're gonna play as, as good as they can, let me say that. I think Coach Kelly will definitely be the first to admit and I think he did. There was uh, some situation in football that he did not um, make the right decisions when it came down to it, right? So one of those four downs where Kayshawn tripped over the, the, the lineman was not a good, you know, it, it, was a, it was a great call, I think. The call was good. The execution of it was poor, but maybe we should have just kicked the field goal. Definitely in the, the, right at the end of the, the second quarter, right before the half, there's no way we go for it on four down and six, whatever it was, right? I think it was longer than that. I think it was like four down and 16, and then we got the penalty. I mean, not the penalty, the sack on it or whatnot. When, you know, you lose your your starting left guard and your starting left tackle is not playing at all, that's very difficult to overcome the same day of the game. Um... You know, and then and then when you, you got a guy and Jaden Dance is going to hold the ball and pat the ball a little bit more than what he needs to hold up, pat the ball. He's got to get rid of the football now. The trust in all of that of the uh, the, the the deep the the, uh, the receivers need to come into play. Just throw the football up. Ball placement is key. They may not be open. You can throw a guy open. You can make sure you place the ball in certain situations to where they can be successful, and it's okay.
4: You may have heard me talk about that with uh, before you got here. Um, Miles Brennan had that ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they My- don't have that. They don't so My- have that luxury.
10: Miles had that ability, but he also had the ability to understand what's happening, though. So he understood the offense as a whole, got the ball out of his hands very quickly.
4: He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. It's the Purple and Gold Point After live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant here in Metairie. LSU falls to Tennessee, forty to thirteen. It was a beatdown in Death Valley. This
0: is WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy